Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower collaboration while taking actions that matter. With your host, beauty maker Christina Wartz, media princess, Carrie Keller, and the lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Do you dream of having long, luxurious hair? Now that dream can be reality with the help of Christina Wirtz's expertise in beaded hair extensions. Christina, owner of Haven Salon Healing in Scottsdale, wants you to feel sexy and confident again, no matter what your age. Whether you're looking for Instagram-worthy mermaid hair or you want the thickness back that you used to have, these extensions are the safest and highest quality on the market today. Christina blends them perfectly into your hair so that you can style it up, down, straight, wavy. Painless, easy, and affordable. Call to book your free consultation today with beauty maker Christina at 480-788-8880. That's 480-788-8880. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've got everyone here today. It feels like it's been ages since I've been on the podcast. It has been. It definitely has been. <laughs> did you yeah. miss me? I did. You did? I did yeah. too. What did you guys do for the fourth? Fireworks with the kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Awesome. That was was awesome. it the best show you ever saw? It was great. We had friends too. <laughs> friends were there. His friends were there. So it was a good time. Amazing. Yeah. How about you, Elisa? Just some downtime with the family. It was actually kind of nice. No fireworks? Only the ones in my head. <laughs> <laughs> awesome i just flew in from uh, pennsylvania i was in new jersey watched the fireworks on the beach and nice. then my mom had her annual fireworks show they were literally 50 feet away from us wow they spend like thousands of dollars on fireworks and we have safety glasses and everything because what? the ash falls down in your eyes like it's so illegal <laughs> <laughs> I like the safety goggles though. Yeah, she had to get them. We had so much stuff in our eyes last year, and I'm like, this isn't good. You got to have people sign waivers or something for the fireworks show. That's sponsored by an eye doctor. <laughs> that's nice. right. That's right. So we have a special guest here today, Beth Griffith. Um, I met Beth, I guess maybe a little less than a year ago. Um, her sister was starting to host a networking event, and Beth was there. And then, like, I didn't even know how powerful these women were until I got to know them better. So, Beth, tell us a tiny bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so, I am an entrepreneur across multiple industries. So, I am a part of owner of a hair extension company. Uh, and I own a co-working space in Mesa, Arizona. And I also um, am an entrepreneur uh, in the online marketing space where I do coaching, helping people Essentially, can I swear? No. no. Get <laughs> crap done. <laughs> Get crap done. So that's what I specialize in. I <laughs> have said that. <laughs> Didn't know if Elisa would be bleeping us out. <laughs> she hasn't bleeped me yet, so she's, thinking, she's pretty lax. <laughs> okay, so hair extension company, marketing, entrepreneur, co-working space. Yes. That's a lot to manage, it sounds like. It sure is. It sure <laughs> is. Busy girl. Very busy. Um, and uh, so I, I actually um, specialize in helping people, you know, who have lots of different balls to juggle, lots of different things that they're, they're working on keeping on top of, yeah. uh, but, but more specifically helping them to figure out what's worth juggling and mm -hmm. what's not. So 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did you get started with all three of these things? And like, where did you, where were you before? I actually started with birth. Um, I was a childbirth educator and doula and I was attending births and I attended a birth that was 74 hours. And at the end of that 74 hour birth, I thought, I I can't do this anymore. This was, it was so hard because the mom, uh, when she was having contractions, I was the only one that could actually comfort her. Uh, And so I had to stay awake for three days uh, with very tiny naps throughout. And um, at the end, I think I did the math and I had made like $4 and something cents a minute, not a minute, (laughs) an hour, right? An hour. (laughs) An hour. And so uh, I decided, you know, I I had people take me seriously very fast in this business and it was because of my marketing. And so I started to teach other people in the industry how to market themselves and it snowballed from there um, and reached a point where, you know, I was able to to build my audience and... um, get to the point where I've been able to speak on stages, be on podcasts, that sort of thing, build my brand that way. So then I've been able to help other people do it as well. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. And I feel like it was just a couple months ago that you just had your first speaking engagement. Is that right? Uh, that you, was like the your first one. event that I held myself. So I've, right. I've spoken on other stages before that. Yeah. But yeah, so I held an event here in um, Arizona and Um, It was called The Business Revolution because I really believe that there's not great support in our area for women or startups and business in general. And so um, it's a it it was an event about, you know, how do we revolutionize business in this area and what does it actually take to be able to get your business um, to the point that it can make a difference in the community? Everybody wants to build their business to make a difference. How do you actually do that? Mm -hmm. So. So what types of people do you find yourself working with mostly? Um, You know, (laughs) I end up working with a a lot of very feminine woo people, which is interesting because I'm not that way at all. (laughs) 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 Which is interesting because, you know, there's that whole masculine feminine energy thing and the feminine energy people come to me. Um, (laughs) And so... um, I work with a lot of, you know, life coaches. Uh, Ashley Emery, you had her on a while ago. She does vaginal steaming. I had her uh, as a client, birth educators. Um, Those sorts of people are the ones that have come to me for one-on-one work primarily. Mm -hmm. So uh, on the other hand, um, as far as my um, helping people to get crap done in their business, it's, it's an array, but I would say it's primarily women who work in the online space. Mm-hmm. So, um, but just very your modern entrepreneur who is working on building their personal brand, their personal influence, and they want to actually make it go somewhere. Yeah. Awesome. Do you work with any men? I do. Um, typically, typically what happens, though, is, is men, they'll work with me. Um, but then they see how many women come to work with me and they're like, oh, this is for chicks. And so, (laughs) (laughs) so even though that's not the case, um, I would say 95% of the people I work with are, are women. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I do feel like you would attract like more men though, too, because like you said, you're not like soft and sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Feminine, like super compassionate, like emotional, sensitive, like. That's not you, and I know no. that because I've done your hair a couple times, and we've had these conversations. But 
I feel like men would be attracted to that because you're just like, you get crap done. Yeah. You said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, part of that, this might not be uh, very kind of me to say, but I kind of feel like I challenge their masculinity. Ah. Uh. And so they don't want to be around that. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> totally yes. get it. And then your co-working space in Mesa, it's called She Works Here. And you said you're now going to open it up to men instead so, of So yes, too? we're actually changing it to Mesa Meets here. Huh. Um, we just want to make it more of a space that welcomes anybody in the community and to meet there. Whether that's men who want to get together and play video games uh, or if it's somebody who wants to be hosting a, a networking event for women, it doesn't matter. Or co-ed, crazy, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but just opening it up to being a space that can help support uh, the community better, yeah. as opposed to just being a space for women to come and learn about business and mm. run their businesses. I think that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. What about you, Carrie? You have any thoughts? I do. Um, so I want to know what, what strategies you use to increase people's revenue drastically in just 90 days. Okay, so um, I'm glad you asked that. One of, the <laughs> things, one of the things that I've done to be able to help people to uh, grow their revenue, just to give you some examples of, of how I've helped people to grow their revenue, I had a client uh, a group coaching call uh, last year, and it was at the beginning of March. We had been working, or sorry, the end of March, beginning of April. I had said to them, guys, I am so sick of you not getting results. It, it was like the, the gloves were coming off. I was ready to just really let them know what I thought. And so I, I ended up saying to them, guys, I am so sick of you not getting results. And I expect you over the next 90 days to get better results. So I need to know exactly what it would look like if you were to go from the struggling situation that you're in to thriving. And they said to me, like, Beth, that's impossible. I would have to triple my rates or I would have to uh, go from zero to you know, $10,000 months, and it's, it's just not possible. And so I really put this weight of expectation on them. Okay? I expected them to succeed. I expected them to get out of their own way um, and start to act like they actually were going to get results, and shocker, they did. You know, at the end of that, uh, that 90 days, they came to me and they said, you know what, I didn't, I didn't um, you know, quadruple my revenue from last quarter, I quadrupled it from the last year. Um, and I, I didn't, you know, triple my right rates, I actually tripled my clientele. Mm. And I didn't, um, you know, just go from zero to $10,000 a month, I went from zero to a $20,000 month in 90 days. And the, the biggest thing about that is having that weight of expectation placed on somebody's shoulders of you're going to succeed. Stop acting like it. Get out of your own freaking way and let it happen. Just do it. And, and then they do because somebody outside of them, them themselves is expecting that from them. Mm -hmm. um, and then also creating scenarios where they can get out there and act. So one of the things that I do is I gamify tasks in people's businesses. And so I have a membership where people... Uh, they come into this membership and we play games. We play long games, we play short games, and it's entirely about the spinach activities in your business, the, the, the activities in your business that make you strong, right? But how do we make it feel like birthday cake? 
And we make it feel like birthday cake by making it fun, making it entertaining, making it something that, um, that you actually go out and do and get out of your own way. So, you know, people will come and they'll say, well, I need to be posting on social media. But they get so in their own head and so in their own way that they can't just post the dang thing. And so <laughs> as soon as it's, oh, well, if I post this, I'm going to get a point. Bam, suddenly they're able to do it so because overthinking it's, a, a lot of it's about, yeah, because all of a sudden it's about their focus is on getting that point <laughs> instead of on their inadequacy. And, and so, yeah, they get, they get out of them, their own way and, and get results finally. So anyway, that's, yeah. So what type of games? So uh, we've done bingo. We've done like Wheel of Fortune. Oh, that's a good um, one. <laughs> and then brackets as if, uh, as if, you know, you're playing March Madness. It's head to head one person against the other who's going to get the statistical uh, increase in their business like that, that week. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then we have a champion at the end of the month. Um, you know, just uh, we played a, a knockoff of Ticket to Ride where they had to complete certain tasks and it, it was who could complete these exact tasks uh, in their business the fastest. And when, um, yeah, when they got out of their own way, all of a sudden they started to get these huge shifts like in their fun business. competition. Totally fun. Yeah. It's and, all and about there's some fun. accountability in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, exactly. Account- it's it's more than accountability. It's actual action, though. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the thing is, is that a lot of people, they say they want accountability. What they actually want is the action. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, so many of us, we have accountability, and then we just go to that person. We're like, yeah, I didn't do it again. I didn't do it again. And they say, okay, that's fine. No, like... Fine, you don't get your points. Mm-hmm. Right? I love the points. Because that makes you get out of your head. So you get out of your head, you do the task to get the point instead of, oh, am I doing it right? Is it really, I need to do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it reminds absolutely. me of a system I had as a kid. I had chores and there was like a poster up there where I'd get a gold star for every chore I completed. And I wanted so many gold stars. And it was fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Only we could do that now. We can. <laughs> now. Why can't payoff? we? <laughs> I don't know. The star doesn't have the same payoff for me these days. <laughs> well, and it's, it's so funny because you wouldn't think that something as silly as points would get adults to act, but it does. <laughs> oh, and when you're in competition with yourself, so I could see us totally. Oh, oh yeah. in. Can't you? <laughs> you're oh, in. Yeah. I'll do anything for a star. I know me. <laughs> if it was a competition between us, oh, yeah. Oh. Bring well, on the stars. I hear you guys are ENTJs. <laughs> We oh are. Boy. Yes, yeah. we are. Me not. too. Wait. All three of you are. I'm well, not. Yes. You're not. Yes. I'm ESTP. Well, ENTJs she gets a circle, not a star. Yes, they are. They are. <laughs> Wait, what? We're competitive? Yeah. I don't know. No. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so really like those EN, uh, ENFJ, or sorry, not FJs, ENFPs, INFPs, um, the NTPs and the NTJs were all very competitive people, so that's who I tend to call out. Is yeah, if anyone's wondering, these are the 16 personalities. Yeah, the Myers-Briggs. Yes, yes. Yeah. Jungian Dutch Psychology. It. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It was actually really funny because Carrie and I have been so easily playful together. I don't oh, know yeah. how to say that. And then when we saw the test. <laughs> I need to watch that. I know. I'm like, when I, when I saw the test, I'm like, that makes so much sense. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. Yes. Well, and you told me something, Beth, that there was like 
that originated from something else where yes. like in different areas you're actually different personality types can you tell me about yeah, that yeah so uh if anybody wants to really dive into this you can find uh katya varbanova on facebook and she she lives and breathes this stuff oh. um yes and so uh it's actually based on Jungian um depth psychology and so there's all of these different interaction styles and so uh, for example, as ENTJs, we tend to be very forgetful people. No. Then you oh. might not actually be an ENTJ. <laughs> oh, she is. You I just don't admit a lot of yeah. stuff. Oh, so okay. I make up a lot of stuff. Deny, so whenever deny, I forget, deny. it's like, oh, I knew that. Yes. And so because we can't remember things very well, uh, we actually use extroverted. It's because of our extroverted intuition that we're able to compensate for that. That is true. And so... Um, <laughs> is it is it extroverted? Yeah, and so I'm sorry, our extroverted sensing. So we put things. I think you just showed it. We put things. In, yeah, I know, I know, right? No, uh, sorry, it's it's extroverted sensing, and so we'll actually create things outside of ourselves to be able to track things, and so we look like we're hyper organized, but it's really just because we're so forgetful. Smoke and mirrors. True. Smoke and mirrors. Absolutely. <laughs> we look like we've got it together and that's because the beauty we really don't. <laughs> Did you see my shoes? <laughs> I'm just kidding. And so, uh, so anyways, 16 personalities is actually a super, super watered down version of the young in-depth psychology. Um, and so uh, if you want to really dive into this, find out and verify your type, uh, CS Joseph on YouTube, he, uh, he specializes in this. I actually was CS verified where I got on a call with him and he asked me questions and tormented me to see how I would react to things. <laughs> That sounds like fun. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. The man is brilliant. And so, uh, so anyways, yeah, he's, he's ENTP, so he can torment ENTJs really, really well. I should do that. Oh, You're thinking it. You totally should. You totally should. Do you think should. it's important to know, like, your personality so type? So important. It's so, you know, it's made a huge difference for me. Um, so if I get into why I really do what I do, uh, last year... I was, I had seen a lot of success in my business. I had a $38,000 launch in a uh, program that I was running and I was utterly miserable. I was completely, completely miserable. And what I ended up finding um, was that I had designed my business around an ENFP because I thought I was an ENFP. Uh, when I'm actually an ENTJ. And so I had all these people coming to me and they wanted to be friends and I'm not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who tells it like it is. And so if I, uh, because I had built this business off of the wrong personality, I was completely, I was suffering, I was struggling. And during this, um, a few weeks after this program started, my cousin's husband uh, died by suicide. And it sent me into this deep spiraling depression for a long period of time. And I, I really uh, started to dive really deep into, you know, like, why? Why does what I do matter? And I ended up realizing that I help people to sell. And when people actually sell more of the things that they have um, to sell, that thing can save somebody in their darkest moment. Whether it's a That's bar true. of soap or somebody's high ticket coaching program, does not matter. Like that, that line that you said to them at some point can be the thing that saves them. And so uh, here's the thing though, is, is that, that I was struggling so hard in my business and not owning who I was, not owning the fact that I'm meant to be a very straightforward person and I'm meant to 
tell people to get out of their own freaking way. And, uh, and, and all of that um, led me to the point where I restructured and redesigned my business to be around me. And I ended up struggling. I've struggled so much less in my business once I understood that about myself. Mm. And so um, anyway, yes, I do believe that that's incredibly, incredibly important to understand you and be able to determine what kinds of tasks are actually in alignment with who you are. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I agree. So, 100%. Yeah. And so uh, as far as gamification goes, how this ends up looking like there's three, three different uh, competition styles. There's a friendly competition style. There's a neutral competition style. And then there's a direct head to head competition style. And so a person, you know, if they're, they're working on getting tasks done in their business and they're a friendly type, they're going to thrive if they are making those tasks centered around interacting with other people. Whereas a direct competition style that is going to drive them nuts. They're going to actually become more depressed because of being around so many people. And people will say, oh, they're an introvert. No, I'm, I'm just a snobby extrovert, folks. <laughs> and so, so that's the thing is, is that like, if you can understand what kind of a competition style you personally have, you can actually cater and design the tasks that you need to complete to move your business forward based on who you actually are so that you actually want to continue to show up in your business. Hmm. What style do you think you are, Carrie? Well, I'm an extrovert, so I know a snobby extrovert. Yo, <laughs> no, I second before. that. I know. I just said it before you did. Read my mind. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. It's so nice well, when you actually just come to, to own it and yeah. you just own it. You have to. Yeah. I say things I shouldn't I, all the time. I'm just there. And so if you expect that and you just know that from me, I'm going to tell you like it is. And I'm sorry. I'll apologize. I had you you're, you're not, not even, even sorry. sorry. Yeah, I'm you're not, not even sorry. sorry. It's, it's that sorry, not sorry. It's that, it's that sorry, not sorry. No. Unless you just see their eyes. I don't even say like, that anymore. Yeah. Like, what is that for? So. It's a little pat in the back. <laughs> well, when you hurt somebody's feelings, you oh, just see their please. eyes go. <laughs> so really? this might be useful to you <laughs> too as ENTJs. I yes. actually, when I introduce myself, I say to people, um, I, if you're going to come to me, understand I am not Oprah. I am the devil wears Prada. <gasps> Amen. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Go for it. Go for it. I feel like I should wear a button sometimes. No. I really do. Don't press it. Don't press it. It's, it's been so wonderful because like my clients, when they come to me, I say, I say, can you handle what I'm about to say, and they're like, yes, I'm coming to you because we're not friends. Mm. I'm like, yes, thank <laughs> How you. How many times have yes, you said say that? it again. <laughs> I'm not your friend. I'm like, just listen. That's yeah, right. three minutes, go. <laughs> I love that. Maybe I should figure out how to own that in my life, too. Because I, sometimes I, like, push down my whole, like, East Coastness directness because sometimes it, like, offends people or whatever, but I'm so much more comfortable. Well, I feel like people like here in Arizona expect... Soft, sweet, friendly. Yeah, Hi, especially when you have a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that works against you. <laughs> yeah, just have to stress. Bless your heart means a lot of things. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. You're from the East Coast. You're from the East Coast. You're from the South. I'm from the South. Where, I'm from the where, East Coast. Tennessee. What, what where part of the East Coast? Kentucky. I'm from Maine. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm from Arkansas, Arkansas, Southern Mississippi. Okay, I always forget. <laughs> I don't even know. 
So yeah. three East Coasters and one nice Southern Belle. Nice. See? No. <laughs> See? I'll take it. I call BS. <laughs> and what part of the East Coast are you from, Beth? Maine. Maine. Oh, yes. Yum. Very, very north, north, northeast. Yes. Are people yes. up there like that? Oh, like yeah. East Coast? We're not. We're, n- we're not. It's not like Mainers are mean. They're just very direct. Really? Just honest. I picture them being like silent, just laying on the rocks by the beach in Maine, like with their sweatshirt on. Even well, lobster? I, <laughs> I grew up in the redneck area. Uh-huh. And so, you know, maybe, maybe it's just the part of Maine I'm from, but we're very much that East Coast, just tell it like it is here's kind the, of people. Here's the difference, ladies. Ooh. East Coast. Okay, you're short, you're direct. Southern? We say the same thing, but we say in such a way you're like, oh, thank Aww. you. <laughs> and really, it was an insult. Say the same thing. You know, you need to get yourself together. You're a complete mess. You're pathetic. You're like, you're like thank oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> people don't say thank you. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> so we're going to take a short break. We were talking about struggles in business, but I want to know your most expensive lesson you've learned in business. Ooh, so we'll be right back. I don't like expensive. <laughs> Let's face facts. Your business is either growing or dying. Limeware Promotions wants to help your business grow. The strategy is not only to get seen, but remembered. And that's where Limeware comes in. We're here to help you come up with some fun and catchy promotional ideas so you get seen and remembered. At Limeware, we are ready to take on all your promotional needs from custom embroidery hats and screen print shirts all the way to business cards and pens. Limeware Promotions. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and let the growing begin. Did you fall out of love with your marketing? Are you ready to reconnect with your audience and grow beyond your own limitations? Get to the Ellen Sparks Agency and demand a Spark Session right away. Spark Sessions are tailored just for you, the busy, growing business owner looking to bring the sparks back. EllenSparksAgency.com And that's Ellen with only one L for Love Your Marketing. And we're back. We were talking about personality types and directness versus Southern sweetness, but really still an insult. <laughs> so, uh, so being an entrepreneur, there's obviously mistakes that you have and lessons you learn. So tell us about one of the most expensive lessons you've learned as an entrepreneur. Yeah, so I would say that the most expensive lesson I've learned is what happens when you can't say no. And you know, investing in the wrong people or feeling like you have to do all of the things for everyone. Mm. And sometimes, uh, you know, the, the patterns that show up with our money are showing up elsewhere. So if we're making a mistake with our interactions, it's going to show up in our bank account. And when that shows up in your bank account, it can be really, really painful. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would say, you know, one of the, the ways that I actually track my money is I actually, when, I, when I'm doing my taxes, I go through and I make this, the cell yellow on my Excel spreadsheet. If it was money that I paid out, that it was just be, me being a baby and not saying no to someone. Wow. And it's actually really painful to see the massive amount of profit that would exist if I just said no a lot more. And, um, and you know, we... we tend to 
as business owners, you know, we want people to invest in us, so we will invest in other people. Um, and so we buy all of these things that were not right for us, kills our profit margins, kills our business, kills our, our uh, potential to invest in things that actually would create growth. Mm. And so, um, you know, I, I've had this happen where, hey, I'm going to just speak super frankly. I opened a, my co-working center mm -hmm. without the self-awareness around who I really was. Mm. And so I like to think, you know, in, in terms of these businesses, as far as friendly or uh, direct head-to-head -head competition style or the neutral style, I'm very direct. And a co-working center is a friendly business. And it's, it's one that I actually call a farmer's market because you need to work collaborative, collaboratively with a lot of different people, mm -hmm. manage lots of different connections and, and get everybody working on the same page. And that's just plain and simply not who I am. <laughs> Fortunately, my sister is. And so she's been able to help me with that. But if I was to be totally honest and transparent, I regret opening it. Mm. And the $60,000 I put into that because it was not based on who I am. And, and so anyways, yeah, just having that self-awareness and saying yes or saying no accordingly to yeah. who you actually are. So, so we have such strong personality types. Why do we find it so hard to say no to people? Because, well. <laughs> we do. I think it's Speak because you I do. say no all the time. You say yes a lot. When I'm gonna you say shouldn't. no to you at least five times you, today. You, you just say watch. yes a lot of times when you shouldn't. Shouldn't? <laughs> I want to call you out. Right well, now. you know it's funny because I have a different theory where it's um, there's lessons in my life. I've had a clothing store, karate school. Yes, I bankrupt, um, but the lessons I got out of that are so worth the money that I invested in myself and the knowledge I got out of it. And yeah, I may not see that money ever again, but I, I, I have so much information and knowledge that someone can use out of that. It's, it's almost like the people that have been through the biggest pain are the ones that love the hardest. I agree oh, yeah. completely. Well, and the, the other thing is, is that our personality type get, gets called the witch more than any other personality I type. I think it starts with a B, but that's my <laughs> Right. I think, I think it does too. She's but scared I was, to say something now. I was told I can't swear. <laughs> she scared her. We get called I that. don't know where the beep button is anymore. Yeah. Right? We, we get called that more than, than anybody, any other type. I agree. And so because we're called that, we almost have to prove that we're not that way. Well, I think that word just has a different, <laughs> I think it's just not even. It doesn't mean it's like no. to me. I don't give it that power. I mean, power. these girls are my beaches forever. Yes. And I hope you heard that. But, beaches, yes. Um, it, it's funny how we've put so much meaning on certain words that have nothing to do with what's going on. And if you don't know the backstory, you're losing. You're right. missing out. Yeah, I actually, my sister is an INTJ, and so she actually, mm. you know, tells people very directly no all the time. And they, they say, well, you don't have to be rude. And she's like, you are mistaking rude with assertive. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she's able to say that, you know, she's a VP of a big company. She's very, very successful. Mm -hmm. And I think there's so much in owning the fact that, that, it's okay as women to be strong. It's okay as with as women to be direct, head Absolutely. to head, assertive people. Well, and sure. I'll give credit to Carrie because I think there's definitely something about saying anything that's needed to say, just how to say it. 
True. And there's a big difference when you're coming at people in an intention of, I'm going to hurt you as much as you've hurt me, versus, you know what, that didn't feel so good. And this is why. And just be extremely loving and compassionate because we're all going through something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like to think of it in terms of we don't have to be nice, but we should be kind. Robin's giving notes. What's going on? Yeah, she gave us a note. Check this out. This is the acronym for a beach being <laughs> in total control of herself. Absolutely. Oh Absolutely. That's what a beach is. That's beautiful. <laughs> According Thank to you. Robin. That's I like right. it. <laughs> I love Let's it. Give, love, give Robinism. Robinism. We need to have some Robinism. We need to have a Robinism a week. I like it. Done. <laughs> Robinisms. Hmm. Might be on the back of our shirt next time. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. I like it. So back to your lesson that you learned with that. Like since it was so against your personality, what had you open it in the first place? Like what was your vision for it? Um, well, I originally had come up with the idea when I was living as an ENFP because of 16 personalities and, um, that was a mistake. And I love how you speak about it. Like you were in the closet or something <laughs> like being something else. I thought, I thought that I was, I was nice living a lie. and you know, I, I was actually living a, a life that was causing a lot of problems for me. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I mean, being, a, being an ENFP was a huge, huge problem for me because it's not who I actually am. Once I actually learned who I really was, life got so much easier to just show up. Mm -hmm. um, a lot less insecurity and just being able to own my RBF and be okay with it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's been huge. Um, resting beach face. My resting <laughs> beach face. I like that. Yes. <laughs> that might be the name of the show. <laughs> I'm going to steal that guy. <laughs> just but, try. Just try. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, um, one of the most interesting things was that was learning about how, uh, you know, an ENTJ has a very, uh, very bad memory. And so um, I think I it just gets us out of a lot of trouble. Oh, definitely. Like, I, I don't remember. That's true. I think it works. It does. It's it worked does. for me a lot. It does. I think it's because we have so many things going in so many different directions. It's just like prioritizing and some things like, yeah, like did I say that? <laughs> did I? I can't remember the criticism people say about me. <laughs> I love, yes, I do. I'm the same way. Oh, that is not important. <laughs> File away. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, honestly, one of the biggest reasons that, that this, uh, you know, opening a co-working center has been, become an issue Uh in the last uh, six months, I, I started having lots and lots of seizures, and um, I ended up having an MRI a, a few months ago. I got the report, and it um, shows hippocampal asymmetry, meaning that my right side of my hippocampus is about a third of the size of the left side of my hippocampus. And what that translates to is ENTJs have bad memories. I have a horribly bad memory. And, uh, and, and so... I literally will have experiences and I have my brain doesn't convert it to a memory the next day. Wow. And so because I, I don't have any memory of things, there's huge gaps in, you know, I might tell somebody I'm going to do X, Y or Z for you. And then that doesn't get converted to a memory. So I have no idea that I've told someone that. And so um, the other thing is that with the hippocampus, it manages your mood. And so I was dealing with very, very dark, deep depression um, for 
Well, actually, since I was 13, I've dealt with depression. And, and, you know, everybody in the entrepreneurial mindset world, they just tell you, oh, just affirm it away, right? Mm -hmm. It's all mindset. It's all positivity. Your attitude is what's going to change everything. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. It's just not true for everybody. Um, Especially when, you know, I would have spent my entire life attempting to use affirmations for something where there's actually a physiological explanation for why this exists. Mm -hmm. And so because I didn't have this information when I opened this co-working center, I built a business that relies on a, a symmetrical hippocampus, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and, um, and so with the information that I had at that point, I have no regrets opening it. It was based on the information I had and the things that I had wanted to accomplish in life and in business, it was the right choice. But things pivot, things change. And it's just important to me that people understand that when you have these huge life-changing experiences, that you understand that it's okay if your business pivots with you. Absolutely. It's okay if things change. It's okay if you go a completely different direction than you told people you were going to go. And there's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just think that's important for people to know. Absolutely. Very important. So how do you see things shifting for you now dealing with these new health issues? Well, um, so I'm going to continue to do the marketing for the hair extension company that I'm part owner of Psyche Hair Extensions. Um, but other than that, I am working on eliminating everything on my plate apart from a membership. And it's, it's the revolution of winning. And a membership allows me, if I'm having seizure long, seizures for days after days after days, it's okay. I don't have to show up for people in this membership during those days. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm in a really good space, I can absolutely show up and, and be the rock star that I know that I am. Um, but designing my business around this struggle and knowing that I can disappear for a week at a time and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the other things is that seizures are tr really, those seizures are triggered by, um, stress. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And so making my business so that it's designed to create as little stress as possible. It's just been phenomenal to me as I have stepped into this membership business, uh, I'm sorry. One of the other things the hippocampus is responsible for is language. And so <laughs> basic words will just be missing in the middle of sentences. Uh, um, structure. Yes. So this business structure that's, that's um, you know, designed in the membership style, it, it, it's so much less stressful. Mm -hmm. And I'm still able to help people the way that I helped them before, um, but without it without sacrificing my own health. Yeah. I've <clears throat> watched you on your journey the last couple months and I'm like so in awe of you because a lot of people would let something like this derail them or get them really down for long periods of time. And, you know, you'll deal with like a seizure and then you'll be right back at it a couple of days later. And I'm just like, how strong of a woman is this, you know? So, well, I'm not going to lie. Medication helps. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's part of the reason I wanted to bring you on because I was just like, wow, this person has a lot to offer yes. you know, from so many different aspects. Yes. So um, it's, 
it's interesting you say that. I've had so many people come to me recently and they, they said, um, we appreciate that you show up and let us know that you feel like a crap show. Mm-hmm. And you do feel this way and your life, let's be honest, like, you know, they, they, they don't flatter me. They say, no, you, you really kind of are a crap show <laughs> and you show up anyway and you share your journey with us. You're not there pretending that you have this, you know, perfect, I've got it all together life. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't and it's okay. And I want everybody to know that they can still succeed even if they feel like or actually are like me, crap shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every day can't be rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> what? Yes, it can. <laughs> no, I <honey, they> cannot. <laughs> and a unicorn right there. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so, aside from, um, let's see, what were we talking about? Aside from the holding someone to a higher expectation, like a bigger expectation, these 90 days or whatever, how else do you get people to go out of their struggles? And into something that they actually want. Like, are there other aspects to it? Absolutely. So uh, I actually have a framework, and it's called the simple success cycle. And so one of the the biggest problems that most people have with their businesses that they don't even recognize is they can see clearly what they don't want, but they have no idea what they actually do want instead. Um, And so... If, if, we can, if I can help somebody to identify what they do want instead, and it's actually something that's something they can see in the short term as achievable, they're able to actually create it. And so uh, that's what they're experiencing. So they're experiencing something they don't like. And then we have to identify what's the experience that you do want instead. Mm-hmm. And Uh, then if we can identify what's the structure that's going to support you in achieving this, that's, that's where you make the plan. That's where you say, okay, so I want to be more visible online so that people can, so that I can double my revenue. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So what does that actually look like? Most people, they they just say, I just want to be more visible. I want to be more visible. No. What does this actually look like? Are you starting a Facebook group? Are you getting really active on LinkedIn? Are you focusing on growing your Instagram? What is it that you're actually structuring to create uh, the result that you say that you want? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's S. And then there's I, which is interaction. So many of us, we've made the plans, but we don't actually set ourselves up for success because we're not interacting with the people in our lives who can support that structure, or we're not interacting with the audience and telling them, hey, I'm doing this, help me come along with me. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we create boundaries. This is where we have important conversations. Um, And then the thing that makes those interactions not happen or not stick is our own mindset. And so getting out of your your own way um, and deciding, you know what, this is what I'm going to have to believe. These are the things that I'm going to have to stick to if I'm going to actually make this happen once and for all. Mm -hmm. So understanding that mindset. And then we have to produce results, produce data, produce something that helps us to know, yeah, this is actually working. Are you growing your followers? Are you getting more click-throughs? Are you uh, actually seeing an income in the cash coming in? And then what resources do you have to leverage? Mm-hmm. Okay, so le- leveraging what you have to get to that new experience. 
And so um, here's the beauty of it, though, is that the thing that will keep you from getting to that new experience is if we go in reverse. If we do not leverage what we have, then it doesn't matter what we produce. If it doesn't matter what we produce, our mindset falls apart. If our mindset falls apart, we do not hold our boundaries. If we do not hold our boundaries, the structure doesn't exist and we stay stuck where we are. Hmm. And so structure, interaction, mindset, production, leverage, experience. Simple. Simple. Yes. I love it. And there's (laughs) sip in there. There is. Just remove the M and the L and the E. (laughs) Never take away the E. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Thanks. Um, It's funny because it's so simple. But it's funny because I think most people just overcomplicate it. People need to get out of their own ways. It seems, you know, they need to get out of their own way and get out of their why it's not working and find out how to make it work. Well, and and here's the thing is is if you break it down to each of those categories, it usually is just one or two things Mm -hmm. that you need to do. And, And if you just did these one or two dang things, you could finally get all of the results you wanted. And, uh, and the problem is, is that so many people are throwing 50 things into what it's going to take to get to that new experience instead of two. Mm. You know, if you, if you identify that structure and then you track the data, that data is going to drive you to keep doing what it takes to get mm-hmm. results. That's What's that face true. for, Lisa? <laughs> if you're not tracking, you don't know where you're going. Exactly. You really don't. And that's where I think a lot of people. And if you don't know where you're going, you're going to lose steam. Mm-hmm. So you, you could get there and you wouldn't even know it. Yeah. So do you have like a family at home? Or are you just like this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just like power show. through every day, all day? <laughs> yes, I actually, I'm married and I have, my husband is an accountant in Phoenix. He uh, audits a lot of medical marijuana dispensaries. So that's exciting. And yeah. And so <laughs> does medical marijuana help with your hippocampus thing? It does. Woohoo. Yes. So, um, it's actually been the only thing that's helped marijuana has been, uh, I don't know if this is okay to say, right? It's been so. Marijuana is the only thing that stops seizures. So I'll, I'll literally be able to just like have a gummy bear goes away for, um, seizures go away for two to three weeks at a time. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not even like I have to use it a ton. Literally like one little pack can last. A long time. Yeah. So it's amazing. That's so, so awesome my question that you found is, that. How in the world does an accountant deal with our personality types? <laughs> yeah, what's, what's his personality type? What kind of man is this? Yeah. He's an ISTJ, <laughs> and, um, which is funny because they are the stereotypical accountant type. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think that it's just his d- dedication <laughs> <laughs> and loyalty. <laughs> We've actually had conversations. Uh, so when we got married, we were both uh, devout LDS, and he still is. I am not. And so uh, we've actually had some very direct and honest conversations of if we met today, we wouldn't even make it to a first date. And so, yeah. And so we have these very, very open conversations about this. Um, But he is so committed and so loyal, which is something that ENTJs crave is loyalty. 
Uh, Absolutely. It works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. He, he would, you know, I, I've always said, like, if we ever got divorced, it would have to be my idea because he is so loyal. Mm. He would never, ever, ever dream of anything like that. Wow. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, it's, it's, uh, fascinating because we're very very different people than we when we first met as happens with you know pretty oh, much everyone oh yeah right? everybody grows oh yes well we got to find you gal some istjs <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so actually their type would be intps yeah. as their optimal int type. yeah write that <laughs> down girl <laughs> start giving a personality be, test there should be a myers-briggs dating site <laughs> <laughs> you'll ruin it INTPs first, then ENTPs, INFPs, and then ENFPs. Those are. How do you memorize all this? Yes. I was like, what? She's just like spitting off. (laughs) Well, so I work. uh, Katia Varbanova, that I mentioned earlier, she's uh, my one and only mentor. And. So I talk to her all the time. So she's drilled it into my head. Somehow that's broken it through the hippocampus. But that's, that's amazing. That's all right. We're going to do a boot camp for the ladies. I think so. Mm. Need to. For sure. We need to know our initials. We tell. <laughs> so you have a husband. What about kiddos? Yes. So I have a six-year-old daughter named Autumn Rain. And um, my four-year-old son, Jack. Oh, does Jack, he have a middle just name? Jack. Just Jack. Jack Douglas. <laughs> Jack Douglas. He does sound like he would be a movie star when he grows Jack, up. Jack. And Autumn Rain sounds like a woo-woo. Okay, so I was definitely <laughs> in a woo-woo phase of life. Oh. <laughs> a hippie girl. No regrets, though. No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> so then how do they um, deal with mom as a business owner and dealing with seizures now? How have they been going through all this? So, uh, you know, with... They're both actually very independent kids. Um, my son is an ISTP and my daughter is an ISFJ. And so she's a very, very emotional human, very nurturing, very mothering. She just always has from like the second she started walking, she just wanted to take care of everyone. And so um, she is so affectionate that like I wouldn't have a choice but to have a very sweet relationship with her. Um, and so she always whispers really sweet things in my ears before bedtime. You know, she'll, she'll always be like, you're the best mommy in the world. I love you more than daddy. You know? <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> and then Jack is highly, highly independent. So from the time he could crawl when he was six months old, he just was off exploring things. He is still that way. And so because they are such independent kids all on their own, we all just have this rhythm that works for us. Um, but, you know, they're, they're the most important people in the world to me. And so while I, I'm not most people's friends and most people can't come to me for emotional support, they are the exception. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. That's nice. <laughs> well, what's with that look? Well, it's funny because I think um, God's, you know, fun trick is to make our kids look like us. Amen. So we cannot <laughs> oh ever gosh. look away. Like there's just so much love that comes to our kids that it's, I mean, I think three of us, four of us, possibly Robin, do you have kids? Yeah. Four of us um, have experienced parenthood and there is just, 
nothing that I can ever think of that those kids could do that would make me mm. in any way turn away. Well, that's how I feel about my cat, so. Yeah. <laughs> but he well, doesn't look anything like me. I think he does. I think he does, especially the tail. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. But that's beside the point. And the yellow it's a different eyes. different show. <laughs> so with, with having the memory loss that I have, though, when it comes to my kids, um, I have, as I've been pivoting my, my business, I am making it so that I'm getting down to the point that I only work 20 hours a week and that's when they're at daycare mm -hmm. um, because they are, they are so important to me. And if in 20 years, I, you know, this has been the most painful part of this. Um, Robin's showing off her son. Sorry. <laughs> She's been hot him. And Carrie's like, <laughs> <"Hans>, I'm hot <laughs> bothered over here. <laughs> oh, who knew? Careful, princess. <laughs> <laughs> Six four. Wow. I like him tall. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> Can we share him? <laughs> oh dear. And keep going, Beth. No, you're good. You're so good. many shows here. Um, yeah. uh -huh. the, the the painful reality, you know, I'm doing everything I can to reverse uh, the the damage to my brain. Um, so working, you know, exercise, eating right, those sorts of things to create neurogenesis to to rebuild my brain. Um, but uh, the the reason that I think I'm able to accomplish so much is because I've had to have the painful realization that in 10 years, 20 years, I, for lack of a better way of putting it, could be gone mentally. Mm -hmm. And so because, you know, most people, it's like, oh, well, I have, I have 50 years left. I have 60 years left. I don't know. That's while it's not guaranteed to any of us, I've had to face the fact that it's really not guaranteed to me that while I might be alive, mm -hmm. I don't have the guarantee of mentally being here. Mm -hmm. And so uh, because of that, I feel like I am more driven than mm -hmm. your average person. Um, but I'm also more motivated to build the experiences with my kids now. Mm-hmm than another parent would at my, my age and our stage That's of important. our family. Yeah. So one of my favorite movies is 51st States. That's kind of my life. Yeah. And it's <laughs> really interesting because to look at it, we do, there's not always that appreciation for life on a daily, hourly, yeah. minute base that I think when you're up against something that's really challenging, you get to have that experience. Absolutely. I did not have the, I didn't care as much about creating memories with my kids right now until a few months ago mm. because, oh, you know, we could do it later after yeah. my business is mm -hmm. built. Yeah. And we do there that may a not lot. Be there. We do that a lot, yeah. don't we? we well, do. and, and I've done this show, like this is going to be our 133rd show mm -hmm. today. And I've never done the show. So if you get that, you really get where I'm coming from because I think when you come to the world like you know, you've actually missed the world. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that was interesting w with getting started with birth is the only way that a mom can get through a birth unmedicated is by focusing on this minute that I'm in. And if you're worried about the next contraction, you're going to quadruple the pain yep. that you're in. Mm -hmm. yep. And so um, mm -hmm. I definitely 
with having no memory of you know the bad things that happen it's fantastic and so all i have to live for is right now today this moment yeah well we've got to end here but thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared with us and we'll be putting your information up on the podcast if anyone's interested in looking at your website and signing up for membership talking to you whatever so i appreciate you being here Thank you so much. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. Pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. It's keeping yeah. it real with Beth. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Resting beach face. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.